0: In the outlands of space. Yee-haw! There's a wild new frontier. You got a problem, Red Eye? Yeah! Yeah, I got a problem! Where the good guys are only human. You get out of town, or I'll kill you. You ain't gonna kill nobody. And the bad guys are not. <laughs> going to show the good people of Oblivion the great advantages to a town run by red-eye. Where the liquor's hard. I want booze. And the women are wild. Delicious. And the natives are on the warpath. Because in this town, it's not cowboys and Indians. Not so fast, Pocahontas. It's Cowboys and Aliens. We're getting a posse together. Who's with me? My family's spirits cry out to be avenged. I love the way this guy talks. Is that a fact? Definitely. Oblivion. It's high noon in Outer Space BAM awesome!
1: Hi and welcome to Bamcast, the Badly Awesome Movies Podcast. I'm your host Justin and with me as always is Ben. Say hello, Ben. Hello. So couple of weeks since we last recorded, what have you been up to?
2: That's a pretty quick turnaround, I feel like. But uh, yeah. th- there is a reason for that, because next week I'm going to Japan, so <laughs> I'll, be, I'll spend a week there, so thought we need to sort of get this done now, or it will be a bit tight by the end of the month to, to get it done. But Absolutely. I've been doing a few Melbourne trips. Uh, we thought we were possibly going to be doing this podcast in person for the first time, but uh, stupid Ben doesn't check when his actual flights are, just assuming that I was leaving at uh, eight. No, but seven thirty in the morning, eight thirty in the morning from Launceston. Uh, turns out the flight was at twelve o'clock. Good thing I checked what the day or two before that.
1: Yeah, because so, we were hoping to catch up in the morning and and record live here. I was going to pick you up from the airport.
2: And this is what I'm doing again this weekend. Still uh, flying over at twelve. So three Saturday nights in a row in Melbourne. All three. Flying back at 6.30 in the morning, so I've been staying at the Melbourne City Backpackers. Okay. Free plug for them. <laughs> so <laughs> so I just I check in at 2 o'clock or whenever I, when I get there and then go off and have some beers or whatever. Then go to the wrestling because I've been going over for wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then uh, get back at the Backpackers around midnight, sleep for four hours maybe. I get up mm-hmm. and get like the 4.20 bus. 4.20 bro uh to the, from the sky bus at 420 to the airport and then get that 630 flight and I'm doing that again this weekend so two weekends ago it was um regular melbourne city wrestling at thornbury theatre and then oh and for that one I didn't have anyone to go with like Raymond and Tegan weren't going so I posted on the melbourne city wrestling uh f- fan group thing on facebook yep found somebody I was like uh I'm in melbourne got all day to myself anybody wants to uh, meet up for a drink, because I don't know any of the people in the community. And one girl's like, "Yep, yeah, me and her, her friend, Caleb. It's like, we'll meet up with you it's late afternoon before the show for some drinks and that. And then, so, uh, met some fellow MCW fans, had some drinks. They were also on the front row, but on the other side of the ring. Yep. And then, it's like, "Oh, yeah, I'll get the, the 10.30 uh, train back to the city or whatever, because I've got to get up early. Then she's like, nah, you're going to stay out with us and have some more drinks. Next thing I know, I'm getting back at one twenty in the morning. And then, yeah, getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning it was fucking brutal. Uh, got home, had, had a couple more hours sleep, wide right awake, get back into the gym. And so, <clears throat> so then, then the weekend just gone. It was more wrestling, but it was Wrestle Rock. So this is at the Richmond Corner Hotel. So they had two bands playing at the start from like uh, 8 o'clock till 10 or something. And then there was five wrestling matches on as well. And uh, I didn't stick around for the main event because it was midnight just as they were coming out, just oh. about. It's like, fuck, I've got to get out of here at this point. And then, uh, yeah, back over there this weekend for another MCW event at the Brewery Brawl in Preston. So that's that going to involve weird. that's gonna involve like a a train trip and then a bus, tr- get on the bus and go like uh, 20 stops or something on the bus or something ridiculous. Oof. So I'm not looking forward to the return journey for that. Yeah. Looks like I won't have anybody to go to that one with, so I'll see how I'll go, but that would be fun. So, wrestling yeah. at a brewery. Nice. And then, yeah, then the weekend after, I'm in, in Japan and I'm going to wrestling eight days in a row. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've been up to some stuff. Well, what about yourself? Uh, you got enough. a new computer?
1: I did get a new computer. It's a, it's a nice shiny one with a red monitor, so I must go faster because it's, mm-hmm. it's got this big red strip down the bottom. Um, now my last PC was just getting pretty old. It was freezing up occasionally. Um, quite often I'd have to boot it two or three times before it would actually start up successfully. But usually once it started up, it was fine. But, um, a couple of recordings ago, we, we ran into a hitch where mine froze and it threw out the audio. So that was the,
2: Nobody complained. Sure. <laughs> uh, Karen told me that the issue was there. I was like, oh, I'm not fixing it. <laughs> yeah. Well well actually I when I was doing the edit I found that it all was out and then I thought I'd completely fixed it, but it turned out I had missed a few minutes at least. But it, yeah, those things happen, I suppose. Yeah.
1: But uh yeah, now nice nice shiny new computer and I've moved from uh recording in the garage to recording into in the um the home office in the house, so I don't know if that's going to make any difference to the audio, but um, it certainly makes me feel a lot more comfortable because it was absolutely sweltering in summer and freezing in winter.
2: Oh, It sounds like the the I used to record at the old house. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: But uh, that's that's probably the big thing. My um, youngest daughter's been doing pretty well on her inter-school sports. She um, came first in... Oh, sorry. She came first in... I was going to say long-distance running, but there's a proper name for it. But, yeah, she came, she came first in that in her age group at school, so she's going through to inter-school sports, and then um, she's just come back from netball where uh, their school came fourth. So they've done done pretty well. I'm very, very proud of her.
2: Takes after her old man, then. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because <laughs> I can waddle. <laughs> um how is the fitness thing going? You said you're you're trying to get a bit fitter and lose some weight.
1: Yeah, I, I've actually just started up on uh, light and easy. And, oh yeah, that's uh, what
2: Raymond and Tiguan were using. That I think yeah, they had, some, had um, some good results from it.
1: Yeah, it, it seems like something I can maintain, so that's good. Because there's no point doing something that you just get sick of and and stop doing after a couple of weeks. I'm only a week into it, so th- there's no real. That's not really much of an indicator. I'll um I'll give it a month or so and then see how, how it's doing.
2: Use promo code BAMCAST for twenty percent off your first order. <laughs> I did get twenty percent off my first order. <laughs> what promo did you use? Was that was that actually a podcast thing?
1: No, it was a referrer friend. Okay. From from one of the people at work. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, things have been pretty quiet for me. I've um been doing my usual looking into D and D type stuff and listening to podcasts and Had you gone to that convention
2: before the last recording, or was that just after? I can't remember. I feel like you went to it just after, didn't you?
1: Uh, It might have been just after. It was Easter long weekend. So, yeah, I don't think we've recorded since Easter because that was on, like, two weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, So, yeah, I went to the Conquest Gaming Convention and played a couple of sessions of the Dungeons & Dragons Adventurers League and had an absolute blast Um, just any excuse to actually get in there and and play a bit of D&D is is great fun for me. So um, for those people that understand the gibberish I'm about to say, I played um, two games. One where I played a um, druid who was able to do some pretty nifty shape-shifting tricks, and the other where I played a sorcerer with a bit of a fire fetish. And um, both of those characters were sort of level three level four and so they had a few abilities but nothing world shattering but um yeah certainly fun and um, nowhere near as rushed as it was at the last convention i went to where um they were trying to squeeze too much into each session so yeah, it had an absolute ball
0: Okay.
1: No, no,
2: that means much to me but yeah nah,
1: um, <laughs> as i said the gibberish i'm about to spout
2: yeah uh, I've I Dungeons
1: and Dragons for three hours until I died. Enough. Did,
2: did you see no. Endgame yet? No. Okay, well, can't talk about that then. No. I'm say it's very, 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 very good.
1: Cool. Yeah, every weekend I kept, for the last couple of weeks I've said, we're going to go see it this weekend, and then something comes up. Because the the cinema near us is cheap, but not particularly comfortable. And, you know, it's just a, a cheap, basic cinema. Um Whereas the one a couple of suburbs over is one that's got the every seats. It's not the gold class, but it's sort of like just one step down. Yeah. Like most of the seats will recline and it's um plenty of leg room and nice and big you know, extreme screen and all that sort of jazz. So... Once you sort of factor in the travel time on top of the movie length, and then all the stuff the kids need to do for schoolwork and previous commitments and stuff, it just hasn't happened yet. Maybe so, the next recording.
2: I missed the f- the opening scene to it because, like, I saw Captain Marvel two weeks before, I think, oh, and yeah. I, I, t- I like I had the stopwatch, and it was like twenty two minutes of ads and trailers and all that shit before it. Uh-huh. So, so we wandered into. Endgame, 20 minutes after the advertised start time, and we'd missed a whole scene at the start with Hawkeye and his family. And uh-huh. I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm not sure if it's like that all around the place, but I was surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't even longer.
1: Uh, reminds me of um, when I was a kid, and we had um, this thing called VHS cassettes.
2: Yes, I remember that. Yeah.
1: We, uh, me and my best mate had, um, borrowed, I think it was Running Man, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah. And we sat down and we were all excited, and 40 minutes later, the movie you, started.
2: On a VHS?
1: On VHS. 40 minutes of ads and promo and copyright, copyright warning. Um How long was the actual f- tape?
2: Jeez. I don't know. I didn't it was, think it takes that long. <laughs> oh, it was
1: a 40, forty minutes before we actually got to the movie, and we yeah we fast forwarded, of course, but yeah, um, yeah, it was just this is it? No, no 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 oh bloody hell yeah so um, yeah you you expect a little bit of a wait before a movie but
2: speaking of movies yes
1: we watched one. ...that we should
2: be reviewing. Okay, yes. Uh, <laughs> starring Tom Cruise.
1: Yes, and oh. um, the voice talents of Patrick Stewart. Was he? Was he in this movie? No, but he was in the Oblivion um, video game.
2: Oh, okay,
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great idea to pick a movie that's had you know, a video game, a Tom Cruise movie, and a second-rate 1990s um, western comedy um. So yeah, that that doesn't make things confusing for anybody. Uh, where should we start? A little bit of a plot synopsis or um. Yeah, the IMDb. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Would you like the honest?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll. I don't have much to say about the movie, so I'll do the bits <laughs> that I can talk about. So, Oblivion, nineteen ninety four. It's got a five point two on IMDb. From far too no- low. 994 uh, uh, rankings or whatever. Yep. Directed by Sam Irvin. Irvin. I don't know who that is. Is there a plot thing here? It just says, On this planet, it's cowboys and aliens. IMDb doesn't actually have a... Oh, storyline. Zack Stone must return to Oblivion after his father is killed by the evil Red Eye. Zach is a pacifist, but Oblivion needs a new sheriff to foil Red Eye and his gang of Hellions. All right, So uh, some of the cast in this, uh, we've got Meg Foster coming back from uh, Master of the universe. universe. We've got Isaac Hayes, who we, we probably know better as Chef from South Park. Yes, they and um,
1: Shaft and a, a couple of other movies as well.
2: Escape from New York. Yeah. Uh, George Takai from Star Trek, although I've never seen Star Trek before. And any other names stand out to you? There is... Yeah. Uh, what is her um, name? Not Jackie Swanson. You have got One
1: Julie the- Newmar, who was um, Catwoman in the Batman original TV oh, okay. series. Yeah. Um, Carol Struckland, which who played the Undertaker? He's Lurch from the Adams family. Was it? Yeah.
2: He's he's in. Oh, I'm sorry. He's in, in Twin Peaks as well. He's the giant. I didn't realize that was Lurch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's him.
2: Yeah. I, and he was the. Guy that had the alien in his head in Men in Black. Yep. So younger people would know him from. And, and we had um, Sindel from Mortal Kombat 2 Annihilation. Um, I, Which actress was she? I can't recognize from the picture. Ooh, must, that, be, that, must be. That'd be the one that played Lash? Must be.
1: Yeah, that's uh, Masita Vander.
2: Yeah. So I was looking at it and I thought, oh, I know this woman from somewhere. And then I saw that I'd seen her in Mortal Kombat.
1: And one one that I'll chuck in at you that you may not have picked up on. Andrew Divov, who played Red Eye, was the djinn from the Wishmaster horror movies.
2: I haven't seen the Wishmaster horror movies. Oh, haven't you? No. I'm not Freddy. <laughs> All right. Well, he's been in then, too. Okay. Um, Surprised I did like the lead guy, Richard Joseph Paul. Don't know this guy from anything, I don't think. No,
1: no. And he he was not great.
2: He looks like he'd be like a leading man in quite a few things.
1: he—he's in Vampirella. I didn't realise they'd done a vampire. Of course, they've done a Vamparella movie. Um, okay, no. Looks like he's been in a fair bit of stuff, but no, nothing, nothing. It's a TV
2: series, out. one episode of random things. Law is in a few Law and Orders. Yeah, all different characters.
1: That's all right. You you could do like one of each law and order, and you've got like twenty credits. You know, yeah. I think.
2: And of course, he's back in Oblivion too. Backlash. Yes, which was um, filmed back
1: to back with um, Oblivion.
2: Yeah. Very much in there well, th- um, This movie ends on a to be continued. So. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> plot keywords: bisexual, bisexuality, bisexual woman, outer space, lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was so <laughs> leaning heavily on that. <laughs> it shows how much attention I was paying this movie. Uh.
1: Oh, yeah. All
2: uh, right. So, do you want to sort of take us through the plot and some of your dot your points? Yeah, sure.
1: So, the, the basic concept of this is it's a um, science fiction Western, uh, leaning very heavily on the Western tropes um with a few science fiction elements on there. So you've got laser guns, you've got ATM machines. Sorry, ATMs. ATM. Is this uh, <laughs> is
2: Oblivion a different planet? Is this meant to yes, be Earth?
1: Ob- it is the town of Oblivion on some far-off planet.
2: So the humans have came from Earth? Is that the idea?
1: That'd be the idea, yeah. Okay. Cuz the um the guy who is basically a Native American Indian is a native of that planet. oh
2: um, what nationality is that actor? Is he? He doesn't seem like he's actually Native American, does he? I'm he's not he's sure. just doing the doing the voice. Yeah, and has the uh, the straight black hair. Yeah, yeah. He, he
1: and um and the clothes sort of fit the tropes as well. Um, but yeah, so it's very heavily on leaning towards the western, but with a few sci-fi elements. Um you've got this fairly rare element that they're mining for instead of um, looking for gold. Uh, in fact, you've got one early scene where the the main character's prospecting and he just goes, oh, bloody gold, and just chucks it away. <laughs> um, but this rare element has a special ability where it sort of shorts out technology. And um, So it's so- where you've got
2: red-eye at the start walking through the through the main street of town and everything's just exploding around him, all the the light fittings and all that stuff.
1: Yep. And um, so you've got this reptile-looking alien guy with a big red eye patch over his left eye, um, hence the name Red Eye, uh, comes into town. He's very obviously the, the baddie of the piece and he goes out, buries... This weird looking rock thing in the dirt and then calls out the sheriff and for a duel and makes sure that the sheriff stands directly over where he's buried this object. And we find out that the sheriff has a force field built into his sheriff's badge, which gets shorted out by the, by that rare element. And he's able to get shot dead by the,
2: by red eye. Have a bit of blood spurting out, some squibs there.
1: Yeah, can't Looks can't there. have a western without squibs. Um, and um, yeah. So you find that he's he's killed the the sheriff and decides that he wants to take over the town, and he's got with him a um a couple of lackeys, a um black haired dominatrix style girl Bisexual. called Lash, <laughs> and a um big. Stupid buck-toothed guy with a raccoon skin hat, uh, whose name I can't quite remember, and a, um, a sort of another second in command type guy who's just generally mean and nasty, but not anything particularly stands out.
2: He likes an arm um, wrestle. Yes. Mm. Um, Going back to the very beginning, when Red mm. Eye, but Red Eye is like wandering into town and everything's exploding around him. When he gets to like the sign where it says "Oblivion," like population, what seven hundred and eighty or whatever it is, seven eighty nine, yeah. And then there's like this bird creature thing sitting on the sign, and he grabs it and eats it. And then, like with the blood, he changes the population number on the sign. I thought, yeah. So at this point, I think, oh, this movie, this seems to be something I'm gonna like. <laughs> oh, how I was wrong in there. <laughs> and it took ages to get the reveal of what Red Eye actually looked like, but it's all sort of lower body and from behind until you yeah. see that he is this weird reptile guy.
1: And and the thing is the the reptile makeup looks pretty cool. The um the eye patch looks tacky as anything. But his actual makeup, the alien dude makeup looks
2: looks pretty good, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon it's, it stands up for sure. Yeah. Mm,
1: yeah, it de- definitely stands up. Uh so yes he's died um just prior to the sheriff dying you get the reveal of the um the town mortician or undertaker which is the the guy who played lurch in the adams family everybody's uh,
2: freaked out by it anytime yeah, he turns up
1: because he seems to have the ability to um rock up just as someone's about to die and um so as soon as he shows up, so everyone knows that someone's going to die and they get the hell out of town because they're hoping it's not going to be them. Um, you also find out as um, the deputy runs up to the sheriff as he's being shot that she's a cyborg because the same mineral um, shorts her out completely. The, the law is basically useless against Red Eye and his gang at this point in time. And we then have Gaunt deciding to go off and find the sheriff's son to let him know what's going on, which takes us to a scene change away from the town to the um, prospecting outside of, well, out, out in the Wild West type area.
2: And we <clears throat> this is where we find a guy who's been tied down to the ground and a giant red scorpion turns up and I'm like, they should have named this movie Fallout, not Oblivion. <laughs> yeah. It does remind me of fallout, like you've got these I say they're radioactive scorpions or just scorps mm. they call called. So giant giant creatures, and the way i like I play the fallout games is like I'll get like a, the cowboy outfit like I'll get the the duster, yep. and I'll probably get a cowboy hat, and i'll um sort of mosey around, and I am the law that's that's <laughs> the way I play those games, and so watching this it's like this has got major fallout vibes and it's called oblivion, which is. People that don't know, you know, the other game that's made by Bethesda. so Yeah. Um... And that's the extent of my notes. <laughs> right. <laughs> you lost
1: track after the, the intro.
2: Yes, because after this scene, there was the Native American and Zack Stone, and they just sat down and talked for the entire movie. And I wasn't paying attention to what they're talking about until there was like the arm wrestling scene with the, um, some Kermit the Frog from Hell.
1: Was <laughs> yeah. So what did you think of the scorpions, the
2: stop-motion scorpions? It was a stop-motion scorpion, and that pretty much should sum up what it was yeah. like. But it, they, it, they had sort of a face, though, that wasn't like an animal face, didn't they?
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it definitely didn't look like an animal when you looked at the face. I'm looking at a picture of it now. It, it's kind of hard to explain. It looks more Kermit the Frog-like in, in its actual design.
2: Yeah, looked like a, it looked like looked like a puppet more mm. more than really a um, stop motion thing in a way.
1: Yeah, but the movement was really bad. Yeah, you know, it wasn't the nice smooth stop motion you see in some some movies. It was as jerky as anything. And um, I don't know. Part of me hated it, and part of me absolutely loved it because it yeah. was just so blatant stop motion.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed that bit. Yeah
1: skipping ahead a little bit, you've got the Native American you've got um, Zach Stone and um, Gaunt comes up, tells them what's happened to the dad, they head back into town and they go to the dad's funeral I like the funeral scene the funeral basically is on a um, Thursday and Thursday is when they have bingo so you've just got the bingo calls coming out at um Random interviews in intervals throughout the um, the eulogy and things like that. And whenever anyone comments on it, it's like, but it's Thursday. Um, yeah, I just kind of like that scene. It was just, I don't nice remember that fun. at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh.
2: Um,
1: and even to the point where um, Red Eye and his gang come in to, to disrupt the funeral to see. They're more or less just scoping out whether Zack Stone's going to cause them any problems or seek revenge or anything like that. And um, he's a total pacifist and he, you know, they sort of realise he's not going to um, be a problem. And even there, the um, the bingo's still going on in the background. And it's like, why have you got the bingo? You know, the, even the outlaw turns around and goes, you know, why is the bingo on during a funeral? It's Thursday. He's just like this. Oh, okay. It's like bloody hell. <laughs> um, I like that bit. Do we get if- to
2: the arm wrestle scene? Or they they've taken that um Miss Kitty or whatever hostage at this point, haven't they? Did they uh, did they snatch her up at the start when she um got deactivated by the mineral?
1: No, that was no that's um the deputy, that's evil inn from Master's Universe.
2: Oh, I thought that was who's Miss Kitty? Miss Kitty. Oh, she is, worked. Oh, she worked at the brothel. Wall. She's the one so running so the brothel
1: way. slash tavern.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, did they? And did has, has constant the... cat jokes. Okay, so the other girl. Did they take her then?
1: Uh, I thought yeah. they had to tie it up. They, they they end up kidnapping her. Yeah. Um. So um, yeah. You you basically end up with oh um. Before we get to that, we'll get, um, a couple of little comments about the cameos and the, the bad jokes and, and things like that. Um, so you've got Miss Kitty, who was, um, played by the same person who played Catwoman. And basically every scene that she's in, there's a hiss or a scratch or, um, a cat reference in her lines. Um, you've got Gaunt, who I quite liked. Um, The Undertaker. He, I actually liked that character. He was pretty fun. Um, then you have the George Takai character who's supposed to be the town doctor slash scientist slash everything like that. And, um, apparently he dropped quite a few Star Trek references over the two movies. And, um, yes, well, as I watched the second one too, because I do that. Um, and, uh, apparently most of those he just ad libbed himself. So there's a scene where after the sheriff's gotten shot, he's, um, getting drunk and he's clearly drinking a bottle of Jim Beam. <laughs> and then he just like, um, looks at the bottle, makes sure that the label's clear to the camera and goes, Jim Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, and then um, there's another scene. I think it's in the second movie where he sort of goes, "I've got everything worked out this time. I swear." And then he um, puts his, ha- you know, to, as he says, "I swear," he puts his hands up in like the Vulcan salute from Star Trek. Hmm. Um, and there's there's a couple of other references in there, but they're the two that I remember. Um, then you've what got- was the
2: point of his character, by the way?
1: To get George Takai to get someone from Star Trek in a science fiction movie.
2: Okay. He wasn't really pivotal in the first one, was he?
1: Not really. In the second one, um, he at one point replaces the deputy's um, right arm with a mechanical rather than cybernetic arm so okay. that, it, so that it, um, it would be immune to the effects of the mineral. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which leads to a great pun of, um, uh, as she's sort of testing it out, the arm starts malfunctioning and the hand actually pops off, and then as that's being fixed up, some baddies come into town and the sheriff runs out and she follows with her old arm back on a minute later and the sheriff just sort of turns to her and says, "Ah." Glad to see you're armed for this occasion. Or, you know, some bad pun like that. Yeah, so the love interest is a um, shopkeeper called Maddie Chase, who um, is the one that ends up getting captured by Red Eye and his friends. And we end up with a showdown out in the wilderness again, um, with a whole bunch of night Scorps running around, plus the the goodies and the, the team of outlaws. Um, and, yeah, short version is the goodies win and the night Scorps get the baddies.
2: Do so Who are the villains in the second movie then?
1: Um, in the second movie, you have Lash sort of steps up as the main baddie. Okay. Um, you've still got the dumb sidekick. Um, red eye is replaced with red eye's twin brother that doesn't have oh, a red eye.
2: fucking hell. <laughs> so, sa-
1: same actor, same makeup, no red eye. Okay. Um, but then they also introduce a, um, not a baddie as such, but an antagonist, which is this, um, bounty hunter, um, who is after someone and they figure out it's, it's going to be Lash. It's um yeah you know, a beautiful evil crime lord type person, um and they figure it must be Lash, so they um start chasing after her. Um, spoilers, it's not. Um, oh, we should probably discuss the frog scene. Yeah, uh, so I'll, I'll let you bring that. up. What was up. the
2: point of that? What was that arm um, wrestling over again?
1: So. So this
2: was like the second in command, dude. The, yeah, the second in command, bad guy, goof. dude.
1: Yeah. Was the guy that killed the um, the native's family? Yeah, and and staked him out to die.
2: And so the native guy turns up at the saloon. I think it was. And he's like, right, I'm going to arm wrestle you. And the, he's got this bag, and there's something squirming around in there, making a racket. It's like it, it feeds on fear. And so you, if you show it any fear, it's going to attack you or some shit. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, basically, it kills you. Yeah, and so they're going to have yeah. an arm wrestle. And so, what if, so, what was the, the arm, re- so you just have an arm wrestle, and if you lost the arm wrestling match, you are going to die as well, or what?
1: Yeah, I think that was not really well explained, but yeah, I think yeah. that was the case, yeah. So, <laughs> Whoever's going to die. You could
2: have just lost the arm wrestling match without being scared, couldn't you? Yeah, you could
1: have. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah,
2: so they've got, they, the arm wrestling thing's just gone forever, and you got this, This it look like a puffer fish crossed with a, um, with a frog? It looked kind yeah. of like the, like the frog that was added in uh, the special edition of Return of the Jedi that's outside J- Jabba's Palace. It looked like that thing, kind of, but more fucked up. Um, and it's sort of growling at him, and it's the most obvious puppet hand-through-the-table job you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and it's going back and forward between whoever's going to be losing this arm wrestling match, and and then the bad guy it gets scared enough that the, the frog does a... Um, Does the rabbit from uh, Holy Grail where it flies at him and gets on his neck and the the blood's pouring out. But so he survived that then.
0: No,
1: no, he died.
2: Oh, I thought you were saying that he was in the the second movie.
1: No, no. um, Red Eye was in the second movie. Yeah. The big dumb guy.
2: Oh, the dumb guy. Okay. I thought you meant Uh, this dude. Bork.
1: I think his name was.
2: Yeah, possibly. Yeah, Bork. So, so I thought this was just ridiculous, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in the in a good kind of way. Yeah. In Bork, a badly Bork awesome
1: reminds product. me a lot of um, Mongo from Re- the Revenge of the Nerds or something. No, um, Blazing Saddles. Oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, he fills that sort of role. Um, and um, oh, he! I was just flicking through his IMDb, and he's in a movie called WrestleManiac. Okay. Um he's also in what you ready for this? I I just love this name. Evil Bong three The Wrath of Bong.
2: Oh god, I wonder what happens in the first two. <laughs>
1: um I guess there's two other evil bongs. Um Yeah, that that's Oh who would Re- WrestleManiac was the um the Rey Mysterio horror movie.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. It wasn't actually Rey Mysterio. It was like the Rey Mysterio's dad or his uncle or whoever he named himself after. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not Rey Mysterio Jr., but Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Are we talking about Bork, Irvin Keyes? Yeah. He's in The Warriors. I've seen that. He's in The Flintstones. House of a Thousand Courses.
1: Yeah. He's he's gotten a few roles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But anyway... So um yeah that was that was oblivion um oblivion 2 is much the same um one of the things that i don't know if you noticed this or whether it was more just me the girl that played lash was just absolutely chewing the scenery with with her acting she was having a blast um but the facial expressions The thing that they kept reminding me of was Tim Curry. Yeah? Yeah, just just the the way she did some of the smiles and facial expressions and things like that. I just kept thinking of the way um, Tim Curry does a few of his things. It just gave me that sort of vibe.
2: Yeah, I do think she was probably the most entertaining person in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, she was um, really hamming it up with... Everything and that's it's like uh, this performance looks so familiar when then I saw that she was in mortal combat, mm, so
1: I still have to watch that
2: she was the the mvp of this movie that's for sure, and the frog
1: all right, so i th- I think that wraps it up Let let's go to the rating our rating, so as a recap, um a zero to three is just a terrible movie oh, sorry a one one to three is just a terrible movie, four to six is a normal sort of movie. And then a seven through to nine is a badly awesome movie. Where do you rate this?
2: Uh, three, three. Yeah, maybe so, three and a half. Yeah, because so, it had elements of some badly awesomey kind of things, but then just a lot of it was so boring. Yeah. So, it, so just, just, just generally to go, bad. It needed to go more on. balls out with with the madness instead of. I don't know if they were trying to be serious by like having so many. Um, Dialogues, heavy scenes like sitting down at the bar talking and I don't know if they were talking about their plan or just why he was a pacifist or what not but they needed to be more weird I think
1: yeah um, I'm going to give it a 7 because I think it fits in the Badly Awesome category but yeah. only just um, the, yeah certainly um, the, the character Lash chewing the scenery was great fun um, and just, just all the little cameos and things like that and some bad jokes. Um, yeah, I'll, I'm going to give it a seven. No, That's fair. All right. So, But I think you're going to have a lot more fun with the next movie we'll review. Yes,
2: yeah, so I wasn't sure how it would uh, fit in with the, the badly awesome um, category. Category? Category? Or- that or whatever I'm trying to go for, I'm trying to say yep. two different things. I think, <laughs> but I, but I saw that it had popped up on um, Prime Video, and I haven't seen it for a very long time, probably ten, fifteen years. But the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live-action film. So, I'm well, sure I'm probably going to love it. Still, I don't know. Like I've definitely seen the the sequel more recently than that, and I know the second one goes a bit more wacky, and like the violence is just it's just silly. And um, yep. it's a lot of lot of jokes, and I think they really toned it down for for kids, didn't they? Whereas the first one's quite dark and gritty, as I remember. Yeah, um, I think like doesn't. Um, the, say Ralph. the first Ralph, the first one Raphael has bit depression bit... and sits in a bathtub for bath, half the movie. I think.
1: Yeah, the the first one was felt like a bit of a cross between the cartoon series and the original comic books, because mm. the original comic books were really dark um but we'll cover that next next episode.
2: Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Yep. And that's uh, a movie where I'm probably going to go and watch the second and possibly <laughs> the third one. <laughs> I haven't seen the most recent of the new ones. The
1: um I haven't watched the, any the of the one. new ones.
2: Yeah, well there's the two of them, the 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 one previous. I I liked everything that had anytime the turtles were in it, it was really good, but they spent a, like a lot of time on uh, Megan Fox in that movie, Without the Turtles. and yep. It's like, just get to the turtles. <laughs> so.
1: And um, I'm pretty sure I've said this on air before, but um, I will I will definitely be doing a rant on that bloody song.
2: Because Leonardo's the leader.
1: Yes, not Raphael. Yeah. Right.
2: When did we talk about this before, though? Uh,
1: I find times. I'll, I'll bring it up at random points. I'm I'm sure I've mentioned it before.
2: I don't know what context you brought up that song. Like was it was that the Vanilla Ice song? No, that's uh, for the No,
1: sequel. it was MC Hammer. Sorry, Partners that's in cool. Crime with a
2: yeah. K. Um, So odd. Yeah. I remember you doing the doing the rant, but I, why? I can't
1: remember the context. Yeah, the I'll I'll do it for no apparent reason. Anything the thing that-
2: is there's like a Ninja Turtles video game that had come out and we we talked about that or some other tie in, yeah. No, I can't. can't maybe, out.
1: maybe our listeners will remind us. I think yeah. we've got at least one or two listeners, yeah.
2: Um, anyway,
1: yeah, maybe they'll remind us. Um, we had no comments for it was nobody seen this which, fucking movie, no. Um, see, that's why you got to
2: pick things like Ninja Turtles that everybody's <laughs> saying.
1: Well, that is true. We, we certainly get more. Um, I think it's good that we do a mix, we've got. Some of these just weird out of nowhere movies that um that we want that I'd find and then we've got some of the more mainstream ones um I'm really tempted to to watch evil bong three the wrath of bong though.
2: okay you've watched it in your own time and tell me what you think of it though oh by the way, had you heard of these oblivion movies before or was this all new to you
1: this was all new to me. Okay. I, I just stumbled across it when I was checking IMDB for the char- the actors and actresses that were in
2: um, Masters of the Universe. And as you'd know, Prime Video has any old shit. Oh, so- it's got
1: terrible movies. I yeah. love it.
2: Um,
1: so, um, yes. Uh, and, and then the um, the other movie that I was talking to you about off-air that um, I just stumbled across randomly and I think I need to watch, but I won't force you to watch, is, um, so I bought a vampire motorcycle.
2: (laughs) Is this on YouTube or just? Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay. Um, and it's a kid's movie. No. Um, Even though it stars Anthony Daniels and who else? Bob the Builder. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, uh, I, I, yeah, he's known for Bob the Builder and um, Men Behaving Badly.
2: Okay, I've seen that show. Yeah. The, yeah, Br- the was, British yeah. sitcom.
1: Yep. He's oh, he's he- the one that wasn't Martin Clunes.
2: Okay, all right. <laughs> I haven't seen that for a long time. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, all right, well, we should um, head off and um, we'll be back again next month.
2: Okay. I'll have some Japan stories, I'm sure. All right. All right. Bye. All right, bye.
1: <laughs>